Hey guys, David Reeves here. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Hope you enjoy. And remember, you can catch a new episode every Wednesday at noon central on all your streaming devices. Most of these podcasts have visuals, so if you want to see the entire video, check them out at creationsuperstore.com. They're available on DVD or digital download. All right, let's get to it. Hello, I'm David Reeves, host of Wonders Without Number. In each episode, we talk about breaking discoveries in science, which reveal that our Creator, the God of the Bible, has left a pattern of His fingerprints throughout the universe. Check out our other resources at davidreeves.com. Sign up for email updates to have encouraging nuggets sent straight to your inbox. Subscribe to our free monthly magazine and like us on Facebook for daily inspiration and education regarding science and the Bible. Join me today with my guest, Russ Miller, as we discuss the dangers of Darwinism and bad fruit. Let's find out more right now on Wonders Without Number. Welcome to Wonders Without Number. I'm David Reeves, and today we want to inform and inspire you regarding the wonders that we find all around us. An infinite number of wonders that point us directly to our Creator and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, my journey into our origins, our beginning, it started about a dozen years ago, and it's taken me around the world. Leading trips studying paleontology in Kansas, astronomy in Oregon, uh, leading creation photo safaris to South Africa, using animal biology to point back to our Creator all of these things, and including looking at all of the past great scientists, who most of them were Christians, who all science, when it's interpreted correctly, it's pointing us back to Christ, the truth of God's Word. Now, you know, you're no accident. The Bible tells us that we are wonderfully made in the image of God, a biological miracle from our signer and designer. Each week, we explore scientific and historical evidences of biblical truth. These faith builders, well, we hope that they help you to become a more effective witness. And the facts that we show bring answers to some of these skeptics who are claiming that we're nothing more than animals. We want to give you the tools that you need to defend your Christian faith. And we'll kick it off right now with this week's Heavens Declare as we look at a commander who found the paths of the sea. I want to tell you a story about Matthew Fontaine Maury, the Pathfinder of the Seas. His story goes something like this. You see, he lived in the 1800s and he was extremely ill one day. Well, his daughter came in with a Bible, sat down on a chair next to his bed, and she opened it up. She said, I'm going to read you some scripture and try to comfort you. So she opens to Psalm 8 randomly, and she begins to read. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Whatsoever passeth through the paths of the sea, O Lord our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. And when she got to that part, Matthew sat up in bed, and he, he started saying to himself, paths of the sea paths of the sea. He said, if I ever get out of this bed, I'm going to figure out what it means by paths of the sea. And that's what he did. You see, he devoted his life's effort to charting the ocean currents and the paths of the sea, paths that ships still follow 
to this day. You know, there's a monument in Virginia erected in his honor. It says, to Matthew Fontaine Maury, Pathfinder of the Seas, the genius who first snatched from the oceans and atmosphere the secret of their laws. His inspiration? Holy Writ, or I might say, the Bible knows best. I'm David Reeves. Truly, the heavens declare the glory of God. Now let's meet my guest. Russ Miller, founder of Creation, Evolution, and Science Ministries. Now over the years, he's taken thousands of people on tours to the Grand Canyon, and he's the author of the book, The Cost. In the past, Rust has considered the teachings of theistic evolution. In other words, he said, well, maybe God used evolution, but a careful study of the Bible changed his mind, and now he shares the evidence in geology and so many other areas for God's creation everywhere he goes. Welcome to the program, Russ. Thank you, David. Great to be here. It is great to have you here. Now, you live not too far from the Grand Canyon, is that right? About an hour and a half That's south right. of the canyon. Okay, which means that you are able to visit very often and take a lot of people with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tell me about those tours. Well, we have three different types of trips that we do. Uh, there's a one-day rim tour, which is uh, our main uh, information sharing a day because it's actually the first day of all of our trips. Okay. We have a rim and raft trip where we stay overnight and do a raft trip the second day. And we have a grand staircase trip which then goes to the north rim of Grand Canyon to Zion and to Bryce. And that's a, a really, really nice Christian trip as well. Yeah. Uh, but they're all focused on the information we can share at Grand Canyon. The great majority of Christians have been led to believe that it's okay to mix millions of years of time into God's Word. Then it causes a lot of confusion on who they actually worship because there's a theistic evolution Christ, there's the gap theory Christ, there's day-age theory Christ, the progressive creation Christ. And sometimes I'm thinking, wow, maybe uh, there's a problem here because there's only one Jesus found in the Bible. So let's show people, and I think this is what you do through your ministry, is we show people why we can read God's Word yeah. and put our trust in the Word of God who became flesh and dwelt among us, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The millions of years issue is and one reason Christians don't see why it matters. You hear this all the time. Does it matter if God used six days or six billion mm -hmm. years or whatever? The issue is, and this is what Christians do understand, and they'll, they'll grasp this very quickly. It's not the numbers of years. It's when did death enter the creation? Uh -huh. Now, Jesus Christ says man was made since the beginning in Mark and in Matthew. Uh, the biblical message is in the beginning God created yeah. and He gave us a perfect creation. But Adam's original sin that allowed death to enter the creation, mm -hmm. separating us from God, requiring our redemption through Jesus. Yes. Old earth beliefs, every old earth belief, no matter how well-intentioned you may think it is, yeah. puts death prior to Adam. Oh, wow. They all teach millions of years of death existed before man. Once you've been taught that or accepted that, and someone says to you, hey, how can you have a loving God in this world full of, of death and suffering? You can't answer that question. You have to say, well, God's ways aren't our ways, or well, sometimes we just don't understand God, where actually the biblical answer, yes. which is right there in Genesis 1 and 3, it was is mankind's sin that separated us. Yes. So, so it's absolutely crucial. It is an important issue. And then when we look at you see, I like what you do with geology, and most people say, oh, rocks are boring, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, rocks are boring for some people, but I think it's, it's the way it's presented to them. But when we look at the progression 
of Darwinian evolution, we realize that geology heavily influenced Darwin in mm -hmm. his beliefs. Mm -hmm. uh, Charles Darwin was studying to become a pastor. He realized that he liked collecting beetles more than his studies as, uh, to become a pastor, so he jumped on the HMS Beagle mm -hmm. and he traveled down to the Galapagos Islands, as well as many other places. Taking with him, at one point, he started reading Charles Lyell's books mm -hmm. on geology. Now, Charles Lyell's books on geology said that the rock layers were millions and billions of years old, vast ages. Yes. That sort of introduced the concept of uniformitarianism. Explain that for me. And that's all foretold in the Bible that okay. this would happen. So let's, let's go there first. Yep. Just to, uh, you know, the Bible's the only book in the history of the world that lives on its ability to correctly predict the future. It's, in fact, God's Word says, this is how you tell my word from all the false religions. But one of the great prophecies in the New Testament, in 2 Peter 3, 3 through 6, is that in the last days, scoffers are going to come along and they're going to claim uniform processes, that all processes remain the same since the beginning. That's uniformitarianism. Okay. I hate using the words. Yeah, no, I get it. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> so it's just, it means uniform. Things are going to be uniform. Uh -huh. And that is the, the foundation of secular geology. And much of biology today is uniformity. Things that we see today have always been the same. Okay. And they're going to be willingly ignorant that by the word of God, the world that was being overflowed with water perished. Wow. They're going to deny the global flood, claiming uniform processes. Huh. Since Charles Lyell's book, Principles of Geology, came out based on uniformity and denial of the flood, yeah. it has opened up the door for a lot of evil fruit. Okay. And listen, we'll talk about the evil fruit shortly, but let's, let's, let's summarize this because we realize that Charles Lyell was scoffing. Mm. Just like you said, this is in the prophecy, right? Yeah. He was scoffing. He even wrote in his books and his letters, he said, listen, I'm writing this book like a history book. And by writing it like a history book, what I can get people to believe is that this history of millions of years that I'm writing is more accurate than the history recorded in the Bible mm -hmm. that tells us how it actually came to be. He even admitted, he said, what I'm trying to do with my book that I'm writing is get rid of Moses. Yes. Okay. That's what he get said. rid of the flood account. Get rid of the creation. Get rid of the history of how the universe was formed and replace it with my own atheistic theories, basically. Mm -hmm. Charles Darwin picked up on that. Yes. And he said, well, if the rocks are millions and billions of years old, well, then the animals in the rocks must have been millions mm -hmm. and billions of years. And the animals that we see today must have evolved from those animals mm -hmm. over millions and millions of years. Yes. And that has brought in such confusion oh. over the mm -hmm. past few hundred years. And you're so right, when, when Darwin on the HMS Beagle, they got to the Galapagos Islands, he made a brilliant observation. He counted, I think it was 13 varieties of finches. Yeah. Turns out there's 14, but he actually counted 13 of them. Yeah. He found some that were yellow, some were black, thick, thick bill, thin bill. Based on his reading of Lyell's and, and thinking of uniform uh, change over millions of years of time, he thought, well, if, if their bills can change, given enough time, they can evolve into other types of creatures. Uh -huh. Now, he didn't know anything about genetics at that time, not his fault, we didn't know anything about it. And now we know that these micro changes within the same kind, yeah. finches bringing forth finches, 
are caused by the sorting of the loss of the already existing genetic information. So gene pools get weaker and weaker. They can't evolve <laughs> into Darwinian macro complex. into something else because they lose too much information. Natural selection removes them. It's how I show people how to destroy Darwinism in four seconds flat, by the way, which is gene depletion plus natural selection make Darwinism impossible. But he wasn't aware okay. of that. So based on uniformity, and thinking he had millions of years of time for things to change, he, he could see how a bacteria cell in his mind, anyways, yeah. would evolve into, let's say, a biology professor. But yeah. we know today that just doesn't happen. And no, that wasn't mean-spirited. <laughs> that is what they teach. No, I just no. want people to know that. That is what they teach. So I'll let them uh, you know, put that uh, chain around their neck. Now, what I call real science is what we call operational science. Mm -hmm but there's also historical science. And, and I've spoken on college campuses and the students have never heard of historical science. Hmm. Operational science, real science, is knowledge derived from the study and testing of repeatable evidences. Okay. And that's what's led to many of the great discoveries that we have today. But where we have um, controversy is not with the operational science, it's with the historical science. Historical science are assumptions, not knowledge derived from the study of evidence, assumptions based on taking operational science that you can test, study, and observe today and try to extrapolate that based on belief uniformity yes. in the past events you can't test, study, and observe. Uh. That's where the controversies arise because they don't consider the global flood a few thousand years ago and all the things that it did, let's say in ge uh, geology. So because of their erroneous starting position, their historical science is way off base. Okay. We don't have controversy with operational science. It's their assumptions of past events you can't test and study based on their belief in uniformity and no global flood, just like Second Peter 3, 3 through 6 foretold. Hi, I'm David Reeves, host of Wonders Without Number. Like what you're seeing? You can find so much more on the Creation Superstore. You'll find over a thousand books, DVDs, and other quality resources on origin science, creation, and Bible history. Whether you're looking for nature documentaries, educational books, homeschool resources, or children's videos, we've got it all, so be sure to head over and check it out. Use this special promo code to receive 10% off your first order. Now this is, you're talking about empirical science, science that follows the scientific method, things that can be seen, observed, tested, repeated. Yes. And yet, so many things in the past, you can't test what happened in the past. Mm -hmm. You only have historical records to go by and what you can extrapolate, but they, even then you're inferring data, you're interpreting the data. Yes. So, then that means that you only have the historical sources to go by. Well, it just yes. turns out that there's one historical source mm -hmm. that has stood the test of time. Exactly, and that's the one that foretold scoffers would do this in the last days. Okay, Charles Darwin, when he looked at a single cell, he thought it was a bag of enzymes. He, mm -hmm. you know, he didn't have the technology that we have today. Exactly. He said, well, this is, this is something simple, a simple a cell. A simple right? cell, yes. It, it, is, it is more complex <laughs> than a large city all put together, and yet it is so tiny. He didn't understand basic principles of biology that we understand today. Mm -hmm. And yet he had a profound impact on the scientific community. When I say profound, I mean it was profoundly bad. Mm -hmm. Talk about fruits. 
Well, the fruits from the Darwinian tree are, are many, diverse, and deep. If, um, let's say you take the position, I won't get into politics, but if you take the position that things are falling apart today, mm -hmm. uh, I think I heard Jan Markle say, no, actually, that from a biblical standpoint, they're falling together, <laughs> which I thought was a brilliant observation, by the uh -huh. way. The fruit coming from old earth beliefs, the number one fruit is Darwinian evolutionism. Okay. Millions of years leading to Darwinism have combined as a juggernaut and it was 1962 that our Supreme Court uh, said, uh, basically outlawed prayer in school. It was 1963 that we kicked creation and prayer out of our schools mm -hmm. and started teaching our future generations they evolved without God. Mm. Now, I've seen these charts. I have it uh, actually in some of my teachings. But in 1962, when we had 400 years of teaching creation and having daily prayer to God with, to our children, in 1962, two out of three high school graduates in this country believe the Bible is true. Wow. Two out of three. Okay. 20 years later, 1982, it was one out of three. Mm. Today, it's about one out of 40. Wow. That's what the teaching of Darwinian evolution, which foundation is millions of years, has done. So when, when you hear Christians say, oh, this doesn't matter, yeah. whoa. Talk about not knowing what you're talking about. Yeah. And the other side is killing us because our side doesn't understand it. But our side does get the death before Adam issue. So I don't talk so much about the age as I do. I always bring it back to the death before Adam because Christians get that. Right. But some of, that's some of the fruit is losing. We're losing like almost 90% of our kids today by the age of 20. That's fruit coming from these beliefs. It is. So we kicked creation and prayer out of our schools in 63. By 1965, the drug culture exploded. Mm -hmm. By 1966, the sexual revolution took off. We now have, I think it's 60 uh, sexually transmitted diseases. Wow. At that time, back in the 60s, we had two. Mm. Now we have 60 plus the AIDS virus. Yeah. Um, by 1973, we legalized abortion. We've killed over 63 million U.S. citizens, defenseless babies. Yeah. And that number is climbing daily, drastically. Uh, you know, we think we only think U.S. right, mm -hmm. but when you realize, when you start to look at the data worldwide, mm, yes. the number is climbing rapidly towards. I think it's around a one billion mm. worldwide. That sounds like wait a second. Uh, you know, sixty in the U.S. No, it adds up yes. country to country billions. to country. Billions. Yes. And unfortunately, that is fruit coming from millions of years beliefs and millions of years combined with Darwinism. Those two are a real juggernaut because we're just killing a, a, an animal. In fact, they use Ernst Haeckel's drawings in abortion clinics saying uh, he, it's just going through its fish phase or its chicken phase, which was proven to be a total fraud in the 1870s, still taught in colleges today. Um, I, I should back up quickly. When I, anytime I mention abortion, I, I want to make it clear to everyone listening, there are probably women out there that have had an abortion. And I just want to make sure, make sure you get that right with Jesus. He'll forgive you That's like right. this. And when you, once you've done that, make sure you forgive yourself. Satan wants you not to forgive yourself. And I don't want to get into biology, but if the women would tune me out for a second, I need to say something to the men. <laughs> men, for every woman that's had an abortion, there's a man that's had an abortion too. Mm, mm, mm. I'm not going to get into the specifics, but make sure you get it right with Jesus. He will forgive you just like that. Yeah. Anytime I mention abortion, I think we have to, to extrapolate on that just a little bit because that is one of Satan's traps to get people. I've had people come up to me when I'm speaking somewhere saying, oh, Russ, there's no way God could forgive me for some of the things I've done. Yeah. And I'm like, 
<laughs> the creator of the universe at his spoken word who yeah. sent his only begotten son to die so you could be forgiven. His shed blood covering your sin. You don't think he can forgive you? You think you're too big for yeah. God? No, no, there's nothing God won't forgive us for because he right. loves us so much. That's right. That's it's so important. But when we do realize that the fruit of Darwinian evolution is the idea that we're nothing more than animals, that we are yes. just accidents. It's, that's not life in the womb, you know? And, mm -hmm. and even now, there's question, oh, well, even after it's born, then we can talk about what to do with oh, goodness, it. Goodness. I, I'm telling you what, the value of human life has been reduced to below zero, and that's one of the fruits of trusting in billions of years of chance equaling up to millions of years of Darwinian evolution from ape-like creature mm -hmm. into humankind. It's reduced human, uh, the value of human life. So when, we, when you look at Darwinian evolution and you realize it's anti-life, it's anti-science, mm -hmm. and it's anti-Christian because we know as Christians that we're created in God's own image, that life is sacred, that it is wrong right there in the Ten Commandments written by the finger of God, that murder is wrong. Mm -hmm. You're not to do that. Then we realize just how far we've come and how, yes. in many cases, we've just been brainwashed to kind of think a different way. In fact, Darwinism has two heroes, okay. millions of years of time and death. Ah. Death is the hero because it's death that they say make things better and better, removing the less evolved of the species. Uh, causing things to grow better and better. Of course, now we know changes are caused by the sorting or loss of genetic information. Things get weaker and weaker. Yeah. And what they call natural selection, that's what we gave the term when things yeah. die because they get too weak. It's actually God's quality assurance program. Hmm. If things kept going unchecked, losing information, everything would go extinct. The gene pools would get corrupted by mutations and everything would go extinct in about 1,500 years. They don't go extinct because they lose too much information through micro changes within the same kind and they die off. Okay. There's not a selector picking them, but it's no. it's God's QA program. Right. It's like it's like it's called natural selection, but nature doesn't have a mind. And nature can't <laughs> think for itself and say, Oh, I think I'm gonna pick this one. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. built inside God has designed his creation to function and function well, even though we're living under the curse. It still mm -hmm. functions very well for the situation we're placed in. Absolutely, God still loves us. He's still unbelievably gracious to us. He sent His only begotten Son to suffer and die on a cross so that we could spend eternity with Him despite the fact we have all rebelled against Him. That's what sin is, and we've all sinned, but God loves us. Uh, one thing I suggest to people is never ask God to give you what you deserve. <laughs> that would be, he would leave us alone and let us spend uh -huh. eternity without him. But uh, because he loves us so much, he gives us way beyond what we could Amen. possibly imagine, much Amen. less deserve. All right, now you, you have a saying, you say natural selection plus, what, what is it? Okay, well gene depletion is the process where all micro changes, mutations, variations are caused by the sorting or the loss of the parent's gene pool. Okay. As you mentioned earlier, at the very moment of conception, you get the, the imprint of the mother and the father's DNA. Yep. Changes to that offspring are caused by the sorting or the loss of that starting information, okay. gene depletion. Things gene depletion. get weaker and weaker. Some people call it uh, gene or genetic entropy. Yeah. They get weaker and weaker. Okay. Well, if they kept going unchecked, they go extinct. But the natural selection, God's QA process, they lose too much, they die off. So gene depletion 
plus natural selection is what makes Darwinism a scientific impossibility. Uh -huh. That's why they can't find any evidence of it ever having happened. Yes. A lot of drawings in the textbooks, and there's an old saying, Darwinists are experts at drawing things that never existed <laughs> to support their theory that never took place. <laughs> and you can go through, if you look at a biology book up to the PhD level, you'll see lots of nice drawings. Yes. Uh, but if you take away those box of crayons, they basically don't have anything left. The Bible warns us. It says, you'll tell people by their fruits, mm -hmm. right? And we've mm -hmm. seen that the fruits of this atheistic ideology has been horrific. Things like Nazi Germany, things like Stalin, murders, things that we can't imagine. Just encourage people, what do we need to take away from this message? We need to take away that we need to put our, our faith in God's Word yeah. and in the love of God. Uh, communism, which is based on a philosophy of atheism, which uh, Stalin and Mao Zedong, who killed millions and millions of their own people, each listed Charles Darwin uh, way up in the list of top authors. In fact, Mao listed him number one. Uh, and what we need to do is we need to realize with what you do and I do in our ministries, we show people the real science is on our side. It's a historical science right. is where the issues lie. Look at the real science, a believer's best friend, and we need to put our trust in the Word of God, word for word and cover to cover, amen. and spend eternity with Him in heaven. Amen, amen. Thank you, Russ, for being here. Thank you, David. And be sure to pick up Russ's book, The Cost. You know, on day six, man was made in the image of our Creator, fully formed, genetically perfect, intelligent being. The book of Genesis informs us that God Himself walked and talked with Adam and Eve in the garden. Now, since that time, a lot of things have changed, but He still wants to walk and talk with us by way of the Holy Spirit. How is that possible? It all begins by talking to Him. I'm David Reeves. I wanted to remind you to keep looking up because truly, the heavens declare the glory of God. Hello, I'm David Reeves, host of the TV show Creation in the 21st Century on TVN and the Heavens Declare video series. Each week we talk about breaking discoveries in science which reveal that our Creator, the God of the Bible, has left a pattern of His fingerprints throughout the universe. Engage with other like-minded believers through the Creation Club. This website offers thousands of articles written by scores of authors in multiple languages. Sign up to get our free monthly magazine delivered to your door. Want more? Genesis Science Network is our free 24-7 TV network, reaching millions of people around the world on internet, Roku, Fire TV, and mobile devices. Shop over a thousand books and videos on the Creation Superstore, the world's largest origins-related store. Visit our Wonders of Creation Center and sign up for email updates to have encouraging articles sent straight to your inbox. Like us on Facebook for daily inspiration and education regarding science and the Bible.